again and welcome to Alive Family Church. We're so glad to have each and every one of you joining us today, whether you're here in person, hello, and, and quick shout out to anybody joining us online this morning as well. It's always great to have you joining us as well. Uh, man, I love the first Sunday of the month, but especially December. You know why? People, we're in the month. Do you know what I'm talking about? Christmas! Yeah, I feel like Buddy the Elf up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Christmas is coming in 21 days. Christmas is here, and we get to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And uh, I also love new months and fresh Sundays because a lot of times we, we start a new series. And today we're kicking off a brand new series we've titled Wise Men. And uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time looking at the wise men of the story of Jesus' birth. We will see some parallels between their journey and our journey towards wisdom this month. But we're really going to lean in to this topic of wisdom. And specifically, we're going to do it by a study in the book of Proverbs, right? And just as a side note, hey, we are doing a Proverb a Day challenge here at Alive. If you weren't here last Sunday and you didn't know that that's going on, this past Thursday was December 1st. And so many of us have embarked on this journey to say, you know what, there's 31 Proverbs. There's 31 days in the month of December. We're going to read a proverb a day and start soaking in God's wisdom. So if you missed that, hey, it's not too late. We're only on chapter four today, all right? So like literally you can just start right there and, and it's going to be good. Or like within 15 minutes you can be caught back up to where we're at. And I just want to encourage you guys, man, the more we can soak outside of Sunday mornings in the book of wisdom, the more you'll be able to pull on Sunday mornings of where God wants to kind of add some filler and add... Uh, some illumination to some stuff we've been reading throughout the week. And so, uh, because here's what I know, and maybe we can be honest, we all can use a little more wisdom, amen? We all can use a little more wisdom in our life, more than the presence, more than the family gatherings and the food, more than the Christmas movies, right? More than what the heck did that stinking elf do last night? All that's fun. We love all of that. But more than all of that, in this season, we can get so distracted about the stuff that surrounds the season that we miss the wisdom of the Lord. I believe we all can use some more wisdom. And the cool thing is, the good news is, man, I want to start out with some good news today. God has wisdom for each and every one of us. He has wisdom. He's promised us, and he tells us what to do in James chapter 1, verse 5. Out of the NLT, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I love this scripture. If you need wisdom, anybody need any wisdom in the room on anything? I know I do, right? My foot's up, my hands are up. I need to know what to do in this situation or this situation or what the transition looks like over here. We all need wisdom. God says, come to me and ask me. I'm a generous God. God has got wisdom on deposit. He's got wisdom on display for all of us. We need to come to him in faith and ask him for it. Amen? And, and if we ask him for it, he's going to give it to us. Like, he's not going to say, no, no, not you. <laughs> Maybe you and him and sure, for her, but not you. No, no, no. Not you. No, if you come in faith, he's, he's going to give it to us. And a lot of times, it can come in many different ways, right? Sometimes God does, like, literally download wisdom. Like, it's like, aha, light bulb, boom, it was dark, and now you can see, and you know exactly what to do. But a lot of times, what God does, he takes us on a journey. He gives us wisdom through his word, amen? He takes us to his word, his scripture, his promises, 
right? And, and through that, we gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding. We're going to talk about all of this today. And so as we seek after wisdom this month, God is leading us to the book of Proverbs. And if you're not familiar with the book of Proverbs, just a little bit of background on it for you guys. It's an Old Testament book. It, it's right after the book of Psalms, right? David, many, uh, many of King David's Psalms and other psalmists there, are. The, that's a pretty long book. It's about 150 chapters. Then we have Proverbs, which is 30, 31 chapters, right? And a bunch of Proverbs in there. And many of them uh, were written by King Solomon, all right? Some, some scholars call it the book of Solomon's wisdom, or sometimes Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. Solomon wrote many of them, not 100% of them that are recorded there. But as you guys know, if you're familiar with King Solomon, the Lord's like, I'll give you anything you want. What do you want, bro? And he says, I want wisdom. He didn't ask for riches, fame, glory, big houses, private jets. He just asked for wisdom. And, and the Lord's like, ding, 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 you asked for the right thing. And not only did he get wisdom, but he got everything else too, right? He's one of the wisest people that have ever been on this planet next to Jesus. And he records some simple life, practical life nuggets of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. It's a collection of 31 Proverbs. They're, some of them are poetry, some of them are parables. Some of them are questions, rhetorical questions. Some of them are short stories. They're full of common sense details of how to live practically, how to do life. And, and it's in God's word. A lot of us are like, I don't know what to do. It's like, man, if we just opened up God's word, which is living and active, God can show us and reveal what we can do and what we should do in every situation. Amen. And so today we're going to dive into this book of the Bible. And uh, as we take this journey in search of wisdom, I just want to make this statement. It's a significant journey. It's a significant journey. The, the title of my message is that today, a significant journey. And that will make more sense here as we go through our time together. But something that is significant is something having or likely to have influence or effect. And here's what I know. Here's what I can promise you. If you incline your ear to wisdom, if you apply your heart to understanding, if you lean in this month, if you get in God's word, if you make attending on Sundays a priority and getting under the teaching of God's word, that God can literally help you have influence. He can, he can affect your life. He can give you wisdom in every single circumstance that you're dealing with. And you can come out of this month being like, I didn't know what to do, and now I know exactly what to do. Amen? I didn't know what to say, but now I know exactly what to say. I didn't know how to approach that relationship, but now I know exactly how to approach that relationship. That's the God we serve. Amen? He doesn't want to keep us in the dark. Behold, the light of the world that we celebrate this month has come. Amen? He wants to turn the lights on in the room where you're dark and show you exactly what you are to do. Amen? And so we're going to take this significant journey today. As we go into the word today, maybe pray together real quickly and get our hearts and our minds ready to receive from the Spirit today. Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for the word of God. We thank you for these Proverbs, this collection of wisdom, pithy statements, and common sense, life, practical living. Lord God, we thank you so much that you've contained them in your word. You've revealed them to us. And as we dive in them today, Lord, that they would literally bring us to life, bring new life to us. Lord, show us the way that we should go. Lord, make us wise today, not in our own eyes, but in your eyes, with your wisdom today. Lord, as we take this journey of faith, Lord God, it's a significant journey, Lord. Show us what wisdom is and how to operate in it, Father. We love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed so. Amen. I want to go to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 real quick. Proverbs chapter 2, 10 and 11. It says, When wisdom 
enters your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Discretion will preserve you, and understanding will keep you. How many of you guys know there's a lot of terms in those verses there? Real quick before we get into what I feel like the Lord really wants to, this might be for some of us today. I just wanted to find some of these terms because you're going to see them all throughout the book of Proverbs. And if you're like me early on, I would clump them all into the same thing. Knowledge and wisdom and understanding, discretion, it's all the same thing, right? But there are subtle differences in the Lord. There's actually a progression to it. But real quick, I want to define some of these terms. And uh, we got a slide here for those of you guys that are, I believe, in person. Uh, a couple definitions here. You guys can put that slide up there for them. And so let's talk about these, all right? So knowledge is to know about something. When you have knowledge, you know about something, okay? A lot of us know a lot about stuff, right? We have a lot of knowledge. We get it from school. We get it from books. We get it from all sorts of things, different, you know, newscasts. We get knowledge, right? A lot of us have knowledge. Wisdom is knowledge applied with good sense. Wisdom is good sense. So when we're talking about wisdom, it's not just I know something. I'm a know-it-all. It's I actually apply that knowledge to my life, and it actually blesses me or benefits me in some way, right? So there's knowledge and then there's wisdom. Now, the cool thing is, as we grow in knowledge and wisdom, there's this progression that we get into. We get discretion in this verse, right? Discretion is actually understanding the purpose or the plan of something. It's, it's fleshed out knowledge and wisdom. Like, I, I know what's going on. I have discretion in this area of my life because I'm flowing in knowledge and wisdom. And then, and then understanding, that's like the end goal. We want to be men and women of understanding. You see the word understanding all over the Bible. We want to understand, not just know something, but work it out, flesh it out. And so understanding is intelligence and skillfulness in whatever area we're talking about. Okay, so again, we're going to be talking about wisdom primarily this month, but I thought this would be helpful for some of us and uh, to just kind of understand there is a difference in these terms. And I want to show you guys the next slide. There's a progression in this. All right, there's a progression in this. So if you guys have that, if you don't have that, I'm just going to talk to you about it. Um, first, number one, you have knowledge about something, right? You have knowledge about something. Like for me, I had the knowledge last night that I should probably as an adult get eight hours of sleep to be fresh this morning. I have the knowledge of that. Wisdom would be to actually go to bed on time to do that. However, there was a really big football king that I cared about that was going late into the night. Therefore, I had a lot of great knowledge. Yeah, sleep eight hours a night. Did I do it? No. I did not have wisdom, right? So knowledge comes first, and it's okay if we're all in that category, a little groggy. Praise God for the coffee team. Come on, somebody, right? Yeah, I need that, that little extra pick-me-up this morning, right? But we have knowledge to know something about it. Then, then you have wisdom when you apply that knowledge with good sense, right? A lot of us stop there, but you can move on into even some deeper areas. Then number three, wisdom can actually grow into discretion when wisdom and knowledge are fleshed out. They're actually working together. And then again, the, the pinnacle that we're trying to get to is understanding. You are a person, a man and woman of understanding, of, of intelligence, of skillfulness, as it relates to fleshing out practically knowledge, wisdom, and distraction. So they all kind of build. Hopefully this helps you. Again, I'm not an expert in this. This is how I've been taught. There's a lot more here. If, you, if you're curious on this, go to Proverbs chapter 2 and read the whole thing. It goes back and forth into knowledge and wisdom and discretion and understanding. And one of the keys here is, is found in Proverbs 2 too. This really helped me out. It says, so incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. I was like, okay, all right. 
Wisdom comes in your ears, but it becomes understanding when it seeps into your heart. We all want it, not just head knowledge or ear knowledge. We, we want it heart revelation, right? We want to have understanding of some things in our life, right? And so wisdom comes through our ear, but when it gets down on the inside of us in our spirit, man, uh, in the heart, that's when it comes true understanding. And so check out Proverbs 2 for more on all of that. But before we can be people of great understanding and great discretion, we first have to have wisdom. And so um, we need to be wise men or women, right? Wise men or women. And, and that comes from pursuing wisdom in all areas of our life. And so for the remainder of our time this morning together, uh, I just want to share a few important things about wisdom. I'm kind of kicking kicking it off, kind of wetting the whistle this morning on this whole topic of wisdom. We've got a couple more weeks together here. We're going to build on each week and kind of dive deeper in different areas. But if you're taking notes, a couple things here. Number one that I wanted to mention today is number one, wisdom is a lifelong pursuit. Wisdom is a lifelong pursuit. Here's the deal. Gaining wisdom, it's a journey <laughs> and it's not a short one. All right. In our, in our Insta, quick, quick, give me now culture, we want it now. Like, and sometimes God, like I said, by the Spirit, will reveal something right away. He's, he's all about, he can do it that way. But a lot of times it takes a while for us to become a wise man or a wise woman. We have to learn sometimes, unfortunately, what it doesn't look like, right? Unfortunately, if you're reading Proverbs, you hear the wise man and you hear the foolish man a lot, right? Ain't nobody want to be a fool, right? Like, I don't know, like, yes, today my goal is to be foolish. Today, Lord, let me look like a fool, Right? Today, let me talk like a fool in front of my wife, in front of my boss. No, none of us are like, go into the day like that. But if we don't follow God's wisdom, we can fall into that trap, right? And so here's the deal, newsflash. Like, we're not going to have all the wisdom there is to have in the world after this 31 days of the proverb challenge, all right? Can we just get an amen on that? Like, I do believe that we can have a lot more wisdom than, than we do right now, amen? Because we can grow in that, but we won't have all of it. It's a lifelong pursuit and journey, you know? Just because you graduated school or got a bunch of letters after your name or read a bunch of books or have a bunch of degrees doesn't mean you're, you're full of all the wisdom in the world. All I know is like a lot of schooling equals a lot of knowledge, but there's a lot of smart people in and outside of the church that aren't applying any of it. Amen? And we're guilty of it too. We can know a lot about what the word says about a situation, but our, our actions, the way we live our life is completely contrary to what we know, right? So knowledge isn't, knowledge is good. We got to gain knowledge and continue to grow, but wisdom is what we're after and that's applying it, right? Proverbs chapter one, verse five says this, a wise man or woman will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So guys, God calls you and I to be lifelong learners, Right? We can actually continue to hear and increase learning. That's how God is. And that is to gain more knowledge, right? And if we continue to apply that knowledge in our life, that is when it turns into wisdom, right? And you don't just have wisdom. You get to continue to attain it in our lives. And I like to, I like to liken our journey and our pursuit, the significant journey that we're on for wisdom, I like to liken it to a marathon, not a sprint, Amen? Got any runners in the room? Marathon or sprint? All right. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not a runner anymore. I used to be. <laughs> Let me just be transparent with you. But I, I love this imagery of marathon. If you ever trained for a long distance run, whether it's a marathon, half marathon, whatever, you realize that this isn't just like I decide to wake up one day and run a marathon. You could try that. You'd be hurting and you, that's dangerous for your health, right? Dangerous for your body, right? 
Uh, back in 2016, one of my buddies and I, we were over in Kalamazoo, uh, we decided to run the Grand Rapids Marathon. Yeah, I'd been a basketball player my whole life, never really run, but I love a good challenge. And so it wasn't the day before, it was five or six months before that we learned about this. And it was a long journey. Four months of grueling training to just get our bodies up to the consistent level that we could actually probably have a shot at doing this, right? Running every day almost, right? All the setbacks. If you ever trained for something like that, the setbacks, the injuries, the, the adjustments you need to make in certain weeks because of this hurting and that, just so you can, like many people don't even make it to the race, right? Like a lot of people, like they get injured or their knee or their foot or whatever. And that was almost my case as well. I had something going on with my knee. Every mile, Every mile, getting stronger, learning, growing, right? Uh, understanding every, every early morning alarm clock that you just want to smack your phone and throw out, right? Every, every long run Saturday. Yeah, what are you doing today? We're going to run. What else? No, I'm running the whole day, like from 8 a.m. to like 1 p.m. I'll, I'll see you at mile 18. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like everyone's already like went back, went shopping, came back. You're still running around town. Like, like you're crazy, right? Got, got gummies and like little water bottles. My kids are like running out. And they're, Here, dad! You know, like in a race because I'm like dying, you know, like squirting me and stuff, trying to simulate the race. And um, all of that like goes into that, the dedication, all of that pain, all of that pressure, right, that we talked about a few weeks ago culminates into a sweet victory when you actually run the race and cross the finish line. And I liken wisdom very much to this. A lot of times we want wisdom to be a sprint, right? 40-yard dash, let me where to go. I'm going to have it by the end of this hallway here, right? And God's like, it, it takes time. It's a lifelong journey, right? But it's worth it. It's a significant journey because wisdom is worth it. Operating in wisdom is worth it. Receiving and walking in wisdom is worth it. And it's a significant journey. And we, as I think about the wise men back in the story of Jesus' birth, back in those times, the wise men, are, they're referred to as magi, they had to travel a really long way, right? Like, like these guys, scholars say that it was about a 500-mile journey from when they saw the star to when they actually got to Jesus. So that would have actually taken them 50 to 60 days on a camel, Everyone say, ouch. Yeah, that hurts, right? It's a long time to be sitting on a camel. And they didn't arrive there in one day, right? They, they had to keep pursuing. They had to keep seeking. They had to keep moving forward towards their destination. And that's how we're supposed to approach the journey of wisdom too, to, to not give up. It's a significant journey. It's a lifelong journey. It's a journey that takes time. And the more we get in it, the more seasoned we become, the more we apply the knowledge that we have, the more wisdom we get, the more discretion we have, the more people of understanding we can be, if that makes sense. And so here's the deal. And maybe you guys have experienced this too. The older I get, the less I feel like I really know. Have you guys ever experienced that? Yeah, it's like, how does that work? Why is that so weird? You know, I thought I knew what marriage was like 15 years ago when I got married to that beautiful woman on the front row. But I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot over the last 15 years, and uh, I didn't know anything about marriage. <laughs> and I'm still learning, right? And some days my wife would be like, he still doesn't know anything about marriage, or how it works, but praise God, I'm trying. You know, I thought I was busy back in college or even high school. I mean, oh, I got so much homework, I got like an exam this week. Ah! You know? And? You know? 
I thought I was, oh, no, when I got married and now I have to, like, think about another human being and care for them more than myself, like, that's when things got busy, right? Oh, no, then we got into full-time ministry. We got out of Bible school. Oh, my gosh. Uh, then we bought, add kids in. Let's get Ella. Let's get, let's add three in. Let's just get, let's just make it a circus around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, when are we sleeping? I don't know. When are we eating? I don't know, right? Like, what are we doing? We're raising human beings, and they don't come in with instruction manuals, right? Like, how are we doing this? And then, like, it's so true, right? Oh, yeah, let's, let's plant a church in the midst of that. Let's just, like, figure out how to do all these things, right? I thought it was busy back when I was a kid. And I think a lot of adults, you've always been like, remember what it's like? Like, it's such a simple life. They get off the bus or we pick them up. You got homework? No. So what are you going to do? I'm going to go play outside. Like, no stress. And like, oh, man, I, I missed the winning touchdown in the backyard. And they're so stressed. And you're just like, oh, man, your capacity is, it's got potential. Amen? I remember as a Bible school graduate, I thought I knew everything I needed to know about the Word of God. Fast forward 13 and a half years later of ministry and five years of that senior pastoring, I'm learning a lot every single day. I, I actually don't really know as much as I thought I knew. But God is faithful because he has wisdom, and if we ask him for it, he'll give it to us. Amen? And so remember, it's a lifelong journey. It's a pursuit. And I love this scripture, and I think many of us that are are, are older in age or getting up there in age or there's no disrespect in this i think this will bless you and and i love this scripture and i just want i feel like the lord wanted to put this in today proverbs chapter 16 verse 21 here you go nlt gray hair is a crown of glory it is gained by living a godly life and all the people said amen some of you are like yes this is good news what did i just say there gray hair is a crown of wisdom some of you guys are working on a great crown right now. Some of you guys are just fermenting and hiding a great crown right now. Come on, somebody. There's no disrespect, right? All of, some of us are like, praise God, I got a pretty good crown. You know what? That's a crown of wisdom, right? And we can fear that, but I, I love this. Some of us could say, you know what? I don't have gray hair. I have wisdom highlights, all right? You're just going to take that. That's like your new, like, I just got wisdom highlights. Check it out. I didn't have to go to the salon and pay like $100 for them either. No, it's just like life experience, right? And so I, I love this. Like it, it, it illustrates that the older we get, we can, we can operate in wisdom. Just because we're old doesn't mean we're wise. But next generation, younger generation, listen up. We can learn something from the people that went before us. Why? Because they've went through pressure. They've went through pain. They've seen more light. They've seen more heartache. They've seen more victory. They've exercised their faith in some greater ways. Come on, and they've got a crown of wisdom. They've got some wisdom stored up, and we can glean from that. Amen? We don't have to be intimidated by that. And so here's why I'm excited. The next 27 days could be the best 27 days of our lives, when we could operate in the best amount of wisdom that we've ever operated if we just apply ourselves to these things. If we get in God's word, if we position ourselves for his wisdom to flow in our lives. Our marriages could be different. That situation, how do I handle this? Or how do I respond? Or how do I make this right? God, I need your wisdom. For other relationships that we're in right now or navigating maybe family dynamics or, or different things like that, Lord, your wisdom. Financially, God has tons of wisdom in his word of how to handle our money and how to do it wisely, right? And what to do when, when things are going crazy, right? Parenting. We all, I mean, all the parents in the room, yeah, we need help. We need some help. I'm calling for backup. Wisdom. Wisdom, right? 
Wisdom from the Lord will help us be the parents that we're called to be. In the work, maybe you've got an assignment right now, it looks impossible, or the boss is riding you on this area and you're just not seeing it, and you're just not sure how it's going to happen. My goodness, nothing like the wisdom of the Lord that just shows you where you've been missing it or a little tweak to make there or a person to hire or a person to fire or a person uh, adjustment to make that then smooths things out and gets things right where they need to be. Amen? So we can, we can walk in this. So Lord, give us wisdom and help us be in it for the journey. That's the, lifelong learners, all right? We're going to learn every week this, this series and we're going to continue to learn way after this series is done. Everybody say wise men. Number two, wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. If we read it this morning, you've already been here. If you haven't, this is a freebie for you. Appetizer. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing. It's the most important thing. All you're getting, get it. Get wisdom, right? And how many of you guys know we can get caught up in getting all the wrong things in life, right? We're like, oh, we need to get more money. But what a lot of times we need is just the wisdom to handle the money that God's already blessed us with better, amen? Stewardship. Because who is faithful with the little, he'll, he'll give you more. It's a scriptural promise. But we all want more to cover up our bad wisdom and stewardship principles sometimes, Right? And God's like, no, I got wisdom, and I'll help you do that if you do and apply it. Some of us are like, we're focused on getting more followers on social media or getting more likes on our posts or making more virtual friends. And, and what we need is wisdom of how to handle our earthly relationships and, and restore some of that dysfunction that's going on in our own lives. Amen? Some of us are trying to keep up with everyone else versus keeping the main thing the main thing and keeping a priority and knowing what is priority and what is not. And we see this in the wise men's example in Jesus' time, uh, when, right before Jesus was born. Um, what we do know about that period of time is um, these magi, they're most likely astrologers. And so what that means is they would have studied the stars in the sky. They would have been very familiar with the patterns of the stars, right? And how many know, they could have been easily distracted on other stars in the sky in that time and period, Right? However, they, if they were, they would have totally missed the star. The star of David, the Bethlehem star, the star that would lead them to the main thing, the principal thing that they were on earth for, the, re, the one that has all wisdom stored up for them, the one that needs to be worshipped and glorified, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. They would have missed that star if they were distracted by some of the other stars, right? And they could have made excuses why they didn't want to go on this journey. Oh, man, it's too long. It's too long. Have you seen the price of camel fuel? Costco was rocking it this week. Anybody fill up this week? We rejoice when it breaks three, you know what I'm saying? Like, hallelujah. Camel fuel is just way too expensive. I just, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. No, I don't want to stop this in-depth study of all these other stars. There's some really cool stuff going on here. And God's like, look right here. They kept their focus on the principal thing. And they eventually made it to Jesus. Amen. Wise men and wise women keep their focus on the principal thing. That principal thing is the wisdom of the Lord. And when we get wisdom, guys, why? Why wisdom? There's so many benefits. I was studying last night uh, at halftime of a big game and just adding to the message. And, and I was like so blessed by the benefits of wisdom just from the first four chapters we've read this week. Like it was like a laundry list. The first four chapters of Proverbs are full of benefits, and there's so many more that are listed in Proverbs that we haven't even got to yet. 
In Proverbs 133, I don't have these verses for the screen, but Proverbs 133, it says that we would dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil if we walk in wisdom. In Proverbs 3, 2, chapter 3, verse 2, it says wisdom would add length of days, long life, and peace to our lives. Oh, that sounds really good, amen? Long life and peace, woo! Proverbs 3, 8, health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Woo, that sounds like a good health plan, right? Proverbs 3.13 says we'd be happy in a world full of depression and doom and gloom and bad headlines. How many of you want to be happy this holiday season? Come on, I want to be happy. The Bible says wisdom. When we walk in wisdom and we receive God's wisdom, we'll be happy. Happiness comes from the Lord, not from stuff. This is a good one. I could have used this one last night. Uh, Proverbs 3.24, your sleep would be sweet. I actually did have really sweet sleep, just not enough of it. It was more of a quantity issue, not a quality issue. Amen? Can you guys relate with that? All the young parents said, amen. Proverbs 4, 8 says, exalt wisdom and she will promote you and bring you honor. Some of us are looking for promotion in all the wrong places. Wisdom is where promotion is found. Knowing what to do and how to apply the knowledge in our life brings promotion. It brings honor in our lives. Lord, may wisdom be our principal thing. Is that our prayer? Number three, the last thing I want to share today is this. Number three, wisdom starts and ends with God. Wisdom starts and it ends with God. Proverbs 3, 19 says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, and by understanding he established the heavens. In the very beginning, wisdom was with God. In the very, very beginning, before anything was created, wisdom was there with God. God created the earth and God created the heavens by wisdom. Then in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it goes on and says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so I love this. This main theme in Proverbs shows up right in the first chapter. This is a theme that you'll see throughout, and it's this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and it's the beginning of wisdom. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But again, if you guys remember a few months ago in our Pursuit of Holiness series, we talked about the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of the Lord. I am God. Ah! Get away from me. We're not afraid of him. He's not spooky, kooky, or weird. He's a loving Heavenly Father. When we talk about fearing the Lord, it means reverencing him. It means worshiping him. It means honoring him. It means esteeming him. And Proverbs says only from that place then can we really have and attain wisdom from the right relationship with God, right? The right knowledge of him. We, we see later in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. When we fear the Lord, we live rightly before him. We live according to his wisdom practically for our lives. So wisdom starts... And it ends with God. And we even see this in the example of the wise men in Jesus' day when he was born. Their journey began with God, who created the stars and placed the star in the sky, right? At the end of that journey, where do we, what do we see the wise men doing? They're kneeling and worshiping and reverencing God in the flesh, Jesus. 
right? So they started with God on this journey. It ends in God. And what are they doing? They're fearing God. They're, they're honoring him. They're reverencing him. They're giving him the honor and glory that is due to him. And so the beginning and the end of all wisdom is God himself, Jesus Christ. How cool is that? It all starts and ends with God. And here in my heart, it doesn't just mean that we're not against wisdom naturally. We're not against books and learning and all of that. We're, We're big here. It's the natural and the supernatural together that make an explosive force for God. But we can have a bunch of knowledge and a bunch of theology and a bunch of doctorates and all that and not do anything with it and look very foolish in a lot of areas of our life. Or we think we're wise and according to man's standards, we are But we're not a living according to the way God intended for us to live. And that, by God's standard, would be foolish. Does that make sense? And so, man, we're after wisdom. It starts and it ends in God. True wisdom is found in God. If you're looking for wisdom, he's here today. His name is Jesus. Come on, somebody, right? Real wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It's honoring him. It's reverencing him. It's coming to worship him. It's laying your life down before him. It's being obedient to the word of God and his standards in your life. And can I just get off on a rabbit trail just for a second? Because this sets me free, and I believe it's going to set somebody else free today. And it's this, the fear of the Lord versus fear of man. I'm going to talk about this for a second. Notice that the Bible says that it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. It doesn't say fear of man. This is where we get in a trap a lot of times. And the longer I walk with the Lord, the more revelation daily I get on how backwards sometimes I've been in my life and, and how a lot of times we as a church can get sidetracked in how this all works properly to not understand that it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom, not the fear of man, right? Living your life to please men and the approval of man, living your life to make everybody happy is not wisdom. And what I've learned personally and through experience, and many of us have too, that will make you and lead you to do foolish choices if you're living for the approval of man. If you're living for the acceptance of man, if you fear man and what they'll think about you or what they won't think about you or what, oh my gosh, that will keep you in a box that is not a healthy place. And you'll make decisions that aren't wise according to God's standards. And so we can gain wisdom from others. There's no shame in the game, but we don't fear others. Does that make sense? We don't, we don't live our life to please others. We live our life to please the Lord. That is truly wisdom. And from that place, true wisdom can flow. And so here we are on week one of wise men. And here are the deal. We are on a significant journey. Guys, this pursuit of wisdom is significant. It's significant. It can literally change every area of our life. If there's any area of your life that you're like, man, I, I could really use some help, Lord. He's like, I've got it. James 1.5, ask me and I will not rebuke you for asking. I'll give to you liberally and without reproach. But you have to seek me and you have to ask and you have to want it. Amen? And so may we remember that, hey, we're all lifelong learners. This is a lifelong pursuit. This isn't a one and done, one Sunday message. I got it. Woo! Walking out there. How was church today? I got all the wisdom I need. You got all the wisdom you need for today. Amen? Change that confession. But tomorrow's a new day. This afternoon's a new opportunity. God's constantly pouring out his wisdom, right? Realize that wisdom is the principal thing. 
Not money, not fame, not success, not the standards of the world. Wisdom is the main thing. It's the principal thing. And the Bible says, get it. Get as much of it as you can, right? Stay focused on the main thing. And lastly, may we remember that wisdom starts and it ends with God. It was there in the beginning and it'll be there at the end. And he is here right now in the midst of our presence. And he's got all the wisdom that we'll ever need. It's at our fingertips. It's there for our taking. May we dive into God's word. May we put it and hide it in our heart. May we meditate on it. May we seek him and ask him for it in faith. May God be able to pour out that wisdom in our life. Would you guys pray with me as we ask God to download wisdom in our hearts today and for the rest of this month? Father, we love you so much. And we thank you, Father, for your presence here with us today. We thank you that you are a God of wisdom. You have wisdom on stock, on display, on reserve. There for our taking. There for our understanding. There for our pursuit. Father God, we want to be wise men and wise women in these last days, Lord God. We want to understand and know the things and the signs of the times. We want to understand what you're doing in our lives personally. We want to understand what you're doing in the relationships in our lives. We want to be wise people in every area of our lives. And so that requires your wisdom, not ours. Not the wisdom of man, but heavenly wisdom. Father, in a topic that doesn't really get much airtime, that can seem like boring or what the heck was today about, Lord, we thank you so much that you'd make this a priority in our hearts. That wisdom would become the principal thing, because it is. And that in all of our getting, getting presents and we're getting things ready and we're doing all of our getting in this holiday season may we not forget to put on our list at the top wisdom Lord that wisdom would be on our lists wisdom would be in our mouths wisdom would be meditating in our heart and our minds wisdom would be flowing in our lives as we apply the knowledge that you revealed to us and Lord God may we realize and come to our senses that you are wisdom Wisdom is found in you and only you. It started with you and it will end with you. And right now, it is where we are at. And so Father, I just ask you to download wisdom in fresh doses in every person's heart and mind this month, even today. That thing that has been stressing you out, that thing that you had no clue about what to do, that God's word and God's spirit would lead you and guide you in the way that you should go that you would not look to the left nor to the right, but you'd stay on the path that he has for you as you keep your eyes fixed on the main thing. And Father God, we thank you that we wouldn't just be people that have a bunch of knowledge about the word of God in you, but don't do anything with it. But Father God, that you're making a church full of wise men and women, wise people, wise men. Not to toot their own horn or make sure that they're holier than thou than somebody else or better, no so that we would be able to operate and live fully in the way that you created us to live with all the blessing and all the benefits that come with a life full of wisdom. Father God, that you're raising up a generation of people that know their God personally and live for them passionately. Father God, you're raising up a generation in a church of people that know what to do and when to do it and when not to do it because Lord, we aren't leading ourselves. Lord, you are our Lord and you are our God, Holy Spirit. And we do what you tell us to do. And so, Father God, consecrate our hearts in this 
month, Father God, as we dive into your book of wisdom, as we read daily your scriptures, Lord God, may it come alive and illuminate the places of our life that need the wisdom and knowledge that's being poured out. And Lord God, may we have the courage and the faith to step out and apply the knowledge that you're revealing to us and actually help it turn into wisdom and move it forward into discretion and into understanding, Lord God. We thank you for a life-changing month. We call it thus because you're in it and your spirit's leading us through it and your word can literally change our lives, Lord. And so we receive all of this by faith and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Amen. Who's excited for a little bit more wisdom in their life? Come on. Wisdom. I, I, I never like to end a, a, a service without giving an invitation. I'll just say this. I'll make it real quick. The sum of all wisdom is personified in the person of Jesus Christ. Paul gives us this example in, in 1 Corinthians 1 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. NLT, God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he's freed us from sin. Reverencing or fearing, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Reverencing the Lord means esteeming and honoring the Lord, and it also means honoring his sacrifice and what Jesus did for us on the cross. He didn't just die in vain. He died for you and I. He died so that our sin could be forgiven, that we could have right relationship with the Father. The most wisest decision I believe I've ever made in my entire life has been the one to humble myself and invite Jesus into my heart. Amen? I believe a lot of you guys are shaking your head that you've done that as well. You believe that as well. But if you're here today or maybe you're tuning in online and you don't know Jesus personally, your first most wisest choice you could ever make is say simply, I'm not God. I can't save myself. My life's a mess. I need help. I need wisdom. And it's found in Jesus. Amen? It's found in a personal relationship with him. So if you all could just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment out of reverence of this moment. No one looking around. Online, you can get in on this too, wherever you're at or you're watching this later in the week. This is for you too. If you're here today, you'd be honest and say, you know what? I, I've never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never invited him into my life. I've never started that journey of wisdom because wisdom starts and it ends in him. He, Jesus is wisdom personified. Maybe just by faith, receive him today. And I'm not gonna call you up or embarrass you or call you out or any of that. I just wanna know who I can link my faith up and pray the prayer of agreement with to receive Jesus into your life today. So if that's you and you wanna get in on this prayer here, would you just slip up your hand so I know who I'm praying with today and you can put it right back down online as well. Would you guys just repeat this prayer after me and say this from your heart? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord, as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life, and help me live a life that honors you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.